Hey everybody, this is For The Record Podcast, episode 103. Um, we're back from a little hiatus that we took. Um, nothing bad, uh, just been super busy, running around, uh, covering shows, doing work, uh, lots of photography um, that's been going on. I don't know if I mentioned this originally. Um, I don't think an episode has gone up since then, but uh, I got to photograph I got to photograph Green Day, um, one of my all-time favorite bands. It was... Freaking incredible! It was one of the like greatest experiences of my life. Uh, someone just like sped right outside the window of my apartment. I don't know what they're doing, but if that picked up on this, then that's what that noise was. Anyway, um, it was amazing. Uh, for all the photos, for all show reviews, all sorts of stuff that we've got that I've got going on with uh, Shameless Promotions, visit uh, shamelesspromo.net. Um, and that's got all my photos, it's got a lot of writing, it's got a lot of cool stuff, I'm going to start collaborating with some other writers, um, fun time for all, and of course the podcast is up there too. Um, this episode is Ali X, a really wonderful, uh, singer-songwriter from, uh, originally from Toronto, but now living, now residing in Los Angeles, um, but, uh, she's promoting Collection 2, uh, which is her newest record, uh, that came out in June, and it's a really, really uh, great listen. And she's going to be performing at Rickshaw Stop in San Francisco, California, um, this Tuesday, October 22nd. Uh, a link to the tickets um, to where people can purchase them in the podcast uh, below, in the podcast description below. Um, and additionally, so the original recording file of this, like the with the microphone and all that, it. Um, it messed up, which sucks, but that is why we have the backup. So I took, uh, for whatever reason, I don't know why the file, my computer's been really weird all month, um, but this is why I always do a backup, because cra- in case crap like this happens, I use the tape of call recorder, um, and I just took the audio from that conversation and put it up as the link. So my voice sounds like I'm talking on the phone, um, well, because I was, but usually... Usually, if you if you haven't listened to the show, I'll record into a microphone, and then we'll have the phone conversation. Um, the phone will record through a mixing board into my computer. But like I said, for whatever reason, it didn't. It wasn't working. I think I fixed my computer and figured out what it was. Um, but this is uh, this is the audio from that call. Um, and Ali was a great chat. We talked a lot about songwriting, uh, what went into creating something like Collection Two, uh, how that translates into a live show. Um, a lot of a lot of great information and a really fascinating chat. Um, so without further ado, here's episode number one hundred and three of For the Record podcast with Ali X. Enjoy.
Hey, good, good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm doing well. Um, just getting through the day today. It's technically my Friday, so I'm just kind of hanging in there. Um, how's everything going for you? <laughs> good, good. Um, it's really humid in Los Angeles. It's kind of like being back on the East Coast. <laughs> for sure. Are you um are you playing a show in Los Angeles or are you just out there are you out there just uh, This is where I live. Yeah. Oh, I live for sure. Right okay. There. Cool. All right, sweet. That's awesome. Um well, it's a pleasure to speak with you. I'm glad we're talking in advance of the uh the show you have coming up at uh Rickshaw Stop at the end of this month. I, I uh, August 22nd. Um yeah, so I guess the first thing I want to talk about essentially is um the uh Collision 2 album, uh, since that was the debut record and one of the, the most recent things that uh, came out. And it was an extension from the EP that came out in 2015. Um, how different was it in the sense of pulling how Collision 1 was an EP, but this was a full album? I guess how different were the... I guess the process is with putting them together. Obviously, there's it, there's the length, but in terms of how, was it a bit easier or was it a bit more challenging to write some of these songs? Was it? I guess what new challenges um, did you face when you were putting together this record? Um, well, both Collection One and Collection Two were, uh, you know, they 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 had their challenges. It never seemed to be simple for me to start a song and finish it. Um, Collection one was perhaps a little easier though because I had uh the track listing pretty much immediately when I when I decided to finish those songs. I already knew what I wanted to finish. With collection two, it was like a two year process and I wrote a ton of demos. Um, you know, songs that I'm I'm like proud of, but for some reason they just weren't working together in a body of work sort of a way. Yeah. And uh and I got really tired, and I decided the best thing to do was just take a break, which for me is, uh, I really have to be exhausted to get to that point where I say that, um, but I did, and I went back home to Canada, and um, I just stopped writing for like two months, and allowing myself that, that break was really valuable. By the end of the summer, I was uh, back on my, my own rig in Ableton, and um, working by myself like I used to before I came to L.A., making the arrangements and the the demos myself and getting really excited. And, and, and that's when I wrote uh, Paper Love, Vintage, and Simon Says. And once those, were, once those were demoed, I was like, oh, okay, I think I know the sound for this, this album. Um, but, yeah, and then, I mean, once I figured out that, then I had to pick all the other tracks and, and like, finish those. Um that was kind of like a turning point in the process for me when I when I finally knew the direction to go. Uh, yeah, it was very challenging to finish this record. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, so going back into something you kind of said, when you are at a point where you say, "That's it, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to step aside." Uh, when is I guess when was the moment for you when you kind of knew like, okay, this is. I'm ready to get back into this. Like, was there, did you have a set time where you said, I'm going to set aside two months, or did you let it naturally kind of... No, it it kind of naturally happened. Like, I was, I was really struggling, as I do sometimes. I get depression and anxiety and um, exhaustion, and uh, yeah, I was, I just 
I, I had too many mornings in, in Los Angeles where I was waking up, going into my inbox and getting completely overwhelmed and like breaking down. Um, yeah. To the point where I was, I was just like, okay, I, there's no point in me being here right now. I'm like, I'm not creative. I, I'm like, my body just needs a break. So, so yeah, I, I flew back to Canada and it wasn't a creative decision at all, really. It, it was, it was just like, I need to take a break. I need I need a minute just not to do anything. And that said, I was doing some stuff when I was there. I was playing some festivals, and um, there was like a trip to to Europe in there and stuff for shows. But um, on the most part, whenever I could, I was kind of just like chilling out, putting my feet up, jumping in the lake, hanging out with the dog, walking around the town, like just stuff that I hadn't done in a while. And I started to get like happy again, and um. And then, you know, then you start to get bored, and that's a great place to be in because when you're bored, you, that's when, like, the, the, the excitement comes from getting creative. And and, uh, and so, you know, I just started thinking about a few uh, ideas that I'd had and, and feeling, like, inspired to finish them and um, just, like, set up a little studio at the place we're staying. And, um, you know, it just came, it started coming up with, like, good ideas and like enjoying it and like working till three in the morning again and just you know kind of like that feeling that I, I got when I when I started producing and everything's kind of like magic you get this like special feeling like I don't know if I'm explaining well but that's no yeah <laughs> yeah no that makes perfect sense. It's, it's like that feeling you get when you first start doing it and there's absolutely no expectations yeah. from anyone and you feel great because you get all this stuff out and you're like yeah, this is good. And then once you kind of put it out and you have an image, you're happy with it, but then there's like, okay, where's your next thing? And then you kind of go, oh, shit. Yeah. People want to hear something yeah. different. Totally. <laughs> um, and, like, everything – moving to Los Angeles and, like, making that career transition, which was pretty major for me, it's it's all been great. And I've I've learned so much about how the industry works and made so many friends and – you know, built a network and stuff, but, but it, it really is like, it becomes business. Um, and it's not that, that feeling that you just described. So I think artists kind of need to strive to always get back to that feeling, how, however you go about doing that. And in my case, that, in my case, it was to, to take time off. Definitely. Um, also I totally, this is backtracking on something that I said earlier. I totally realized that I was pronouncing collection wrong, I don't know why I was pronouncing it as, like, collision. How are you pronouncing I, it? I was saying, like, oh, collision. collision. I have no idea why, and I did not make the connection. Well, I mean, maybe because it's, it's not an actual <laughs> word with an X in the middle. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's totally fine. No worries. Um, it is collection. A collection well, uh, of songs and multimedia. Fair enough. Um, well, based on something you were saying as well about how the business is kind of – it's not like that feeling that we were just kind of talking about. Did you ever – when you would you say that you were able to feel that when you were working as a songwriter? Because I read in the the bio material that I was sent over that you uh, co-wrote with uh, Troy Sivan. Um, yeah, yeah. Did you ever have that feeling like that you got that kind of excitement, or was it just kind of like was there some kind of emotion to it, or was it still just kind of you know this is we're just going to write songs it, and we're just going to kind of get through this? Yeah, yeah. I understand. I uh, it was a different feeling. Let me start by saying, usually when I'm writing for someone else, with someone else with a pitch, um, it's less pressure 
which I, I enjoy. And you're kind of like when I was working with, with Troy, it was myself, Leland, uh, who's a writer slash artist, good, good friend and collaborator of mine, yeah. um, Troy, and then the producer, Graham. And, uh, the best way to describe it was just like an amazing hang, like in a, in a garage studio in Silver Lake, just talk like, like friends just talking about what's going on in their lives with their boyfriends and like, you know, laughing and looking at memes, <laughs> and, like, and, and then like, and then and just like writing for writing, not not writing for uh, radio, which is something that I always compliment Troy on. He's never concerned with making a, a quote unquote single or like a smash or whatever. It's more, it's more. He's more concerned with like, I don't know, sounds and cool lyrics and uh, great references and really expressing like what's on his mind um and so that that process was was quite enjoyable did I get as like elated as like when I had my breakthrough in Canada for my own album no like I, I guess when you're working on your own work you know that that's really like at least for me when I when I get um the magical feeling but but I absolutely loved working with Troy definitely um, so with this tour that's coming up, which, um, if I have right here in my notes is, is it kicks up on the 18th. Um, I guess and this, this might be kind of a basic question, but, um, in the best way that you can describe a live show for someone who's never come to see you or, um, maybe has seen you before and is trying to explain to their friends that they like, you should come see this artist, um, Oh, I guess what can what can fans expect um, when they come to see an Aliak show and uh, with um, any of the stop that you're doing on this upcoming tour? <laughs> These are the questions that make me nervous because it's like, okay, pitch yourself. Um, but, <laughs> no worries. But like, I uh, yeah, I was doing an interview yesterday and they were barely giving me sort of like any. Um, it wasn't like a conversation. It was just like, so tell me why you're great. Tell me why oh you're my good God. at this. Tell me, and I was like, I like froze up. It was a really awkward interview. Yeah. Um, but no, what I'll, what I'll say about my live show is um, I'm I'm quite theatrical. I get told that all the time, and it's not a surprise because I did theater. <laughs> um, I'm definitely awkward, like, but but like embrace it to the fullest in terms of movement. Um, I am pretty intense. There's a lot of like screaming and like falling to the floor and rolling around. Um, I don't know. I it's I try and really like create an environment exit my dance and um, a place where everyone can really let loose and and you know find their their own truths and not feel like they're being <laughs> observed. Um, yeah, you know that's. That's uh, each of three piece band. That's like a that's a technical aspect of it. It's guitar, me on keyboards, and um, a drummer. Perfect. But yeah, that's kind of all I can think of to say. No, that's a, that's a great way to describe it. I'm I I'm huge on theatricality when I go see shows, so that's that makes me really excited to hear and uh, to see the show when it comes through. Will you be there? Yeah, I will be at that show. Yes. Well, thank you. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to checking it out. Um, the I did have a 
a question on one of the songs on the album, uh, and it was one that you referenced earlier, Paper Love. Um, yeah. And it talks about um, in the in the materials that I got sent over with uh, with the album and, and hearing and kind of using that as I went along with the album, uh, one of the themes that I guess was written down was uh, the song touched on the idea of the fragility of love. Was there yeah. um, Was there an event or or any, some kind of moment that inspired you and um, made you interested in talking about that topic? And, and I, I guess what sparked that the idea for the lyrics behind that song? Yeah, um, this might be a long answer just coming off if I start rambling. You're all good. No so, worries. Okay. Collection 2 is uh, it's about the loss and, and reclamation of one's identity, how much of who you are today is uh, informed by, like, experience and how much of it is actually has been there since the beginning, how much of it is pure. And so each song in the album is, like, I, I think of it as a piece of me. Have you seen the album art? Uh, yes, I have. Yeah, it's the... Um... Yeah, so I'm, like, putting... My leg is, like, in pieces and blocks, and I'm yeah. just trying to put it back yeah. together. So, yeah, so along those lines, uh, I'm, I'm I'm taking each piece of... Uh, each each piece of me and in, in, in putting it in song form and trying to make something of it all, trying to understand who who I actually am. Um, so with uh, each song, like, some of them are actual experiences, some of them are, like, dreams, and some of them are my perception of reality. Um, with Paper Love, that's more of a reference to, uh, like, I don't even call it a relationship that I had, but just, you know, somebody who jerked me around that was also sexy and, like, you know, um, hypnotizing that I knew it was going to end poorly, but I, I went for it anyway. For sure. Um, mm, yeah. No, that's, that's perfect. Um, hold on one second. I totally, my notes just closed out. I don't know what that did. Okay, here we go. Sorry about that. Uh, but no, that, <laughs> I, uh, I've been dealing with technology all day, and it's just not been nice to me in any way, shape, or form. It's just um, a glitchy day. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, was there a track on... Was there a track on the record? I'm always I'm very interested in the process of songwriting and the way that people approach things in different ways and how they will overcome obstacles and overcome like I love hearing about songs where it's like oh this was really difficult to get through but I did this to get around it. Was there any track on Collection Two that you really found to be maybe apart from the other super challenging? And if so, how did you overcome that? And um, how did you I guess work through that obstacle, whatever it may have been? This question, like, couldn't apply, wait, couldn't apply more to me? Is, is that, I, I don't think that's the right way of saying it. No, I got you. I got what you you're saying. What, what I mean to say is you, you've asked the right girl. Like, <laughs> I, I, the question should be, was there a track that, that was, was easy to get through? Every, because there was only, like, one. Every single one was a complete, like, Surgery slash renovation slash facelift, like yeah. Um, one that I could could definitely uh, hone in on is Lifted, which I wrote with um, this artist Max Frost and uh, two other writers, Mike and Marius, back in 2013 as a possible song for Max, and it was called Love Fucked, and it was 
a completely different song. The only thing that that I took from it was the melody of the chorus, which I just thought was I always thought was really um, catchy and like I always just I'm really stubborn about melodies, so I just always had it on the back burner and. Yeah, for, for like on and off, obviously, for three years, I was kind of tossing different production ideas at it, like new new concepts, new lyrics. Um, and yeah, and finally, last summer, I, I sort of cracked it and gave it that more sort of reggae vibe um, and a whole new lyric, and I rewrote the verses and the free choruses. And, you know, so four years later, here we are. Wow, <laughs> and, that is and, insane. Yeah. And that's not uncommon for me. I my my friends say that I'm like a mad scientist. They they they're like I think a lot of people like they they especially in LA, you write something and you're like, "Okay, well, we pitched it to people, they didn't take it. Let's just like forget about it now." But with me, I hold on to melodies like I'm like Gollum holding on to the ring or something. <laughs> like I, I I'm like, I know that this can work, and I'm going to make it work, and I'm going to do it by myself so no one's going to tell me, like, that I'm crazy, and then I make it work. And I, and there's, like, there's like four songs on the album that were done that same way. So when you finished, essentially, when you finished Collection 2 and when you were all done and, the, like, the masters were completed, did you, like, like, breathe the biggest sigh of relief? Or, like, was there any, <laughs> like... I still have to go back and I have to change this. Like, like I guess, what was that kind of initial feeling when the album was like, it's done. Let's let's go and start touring it and let's start working on it. Yeah, there there was like a rush to get the um, to get the masters done for vinyl because it takes three yeah. months or whatever to, to press it. So, uh, yeah, I remember being at the finish line and and, and being like, ah, this could be better. This could be better, but we just have to. <laughs> Let it go. And actually, we did. I was lucky because I did get to remix a lot of those little things for the for digital. Yeah. Um, so that's that's a little bit of trivia for the super fans. The mixes on the vinyl are slightly different than the digital mixes. Cool. Awesome. Um, yeah. Well, so these are the last two questions. I I basically I give this preface because I close out every interview I do with a musician with these, and they're super broad. So I'm just I just give that preparation in advance. But the first one okay. is, uh, what kind of message, if you have one, would you like fans to walk away with after listening to your music? Um, you know, I'm like very conceptual and go like deep with my, with my concepts. And um, maybe that's, maybe that's, you know, it's too much for, for some people. Um, and for those people, I would say, just like let loose and enjoy it. Like hopefully you bop around to it. Um, but for the the ones who, who want to know like how I truly feel and um, the, the deep the deeper kind of conceptual thing, it, it all has to do with the idea of X and that you can create your own truth. You can erase your past. Um, you don't have to know the answers. You just uh, you just have to be. Uh, you have to feel like like you're living in a in a truthful way, um, and so that's that's try that's what I try and get across in my music. Is you know, you don't necessarily have to have me as your role model. You definitely shouldn't worship me. I'm not like a perfect person at all. Um, 
what I would rather is that you adopt this idea of of X and of being who you were meant to be. Um, and yeah, my my music is like my expression of X, I guess I would say. So you know, listen to it and then find find yours. Yeah. Um, what does music mean to you? Oh my god, because <laughs> like. Music is the only form of, like, confidence that I've ever had. It's the way that I've made friends. It's the way that I've communicated my feelings. Um, it's been... It's been there for me when nothing else is. I don't know, like... I don't really know, like, how I would have made it without music. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was that was perfectly said. Um, and Ali, it was such a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, the show is on August 22nd at Rickshaw Stop in San Francisco. I'll be sure to put all of the links to your music and your pages in the uh, uh, down in the article and in uh, the description and all that. And we'll be good to go. Thank you so much. No worries. Thank you so much, Ali. It was such a pleasure. Yeah, such a pleasure. See you at the show. Looking forward to it. See you there. Bye. Bye.